Hey, this is Nikki Rapp, the voice of Lily from Telltale's The Walking Dead. And you're listening to Entertainment Talks, The Walking Dead UK podcast. Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for the Walking Dead on AMC and Star on Disney Plus. I almost said Fox. That's going back a while. I'm your host Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going? I'm good, thanks. Good, good. Uh, this is for season eleven, episode sixteen, which some of you seem to think is the final episode. It is not the final episode. It's the no. B side finale. We still have another eight episodes, but it's season eleven, episode sixteen. It's called Acts of God, um, which I think this title is actually a bit more clearer than certain other episodes, you know, the, like the meaning of why it's called that. But um, anyway, what did you think of the uh, B-side second part finale, whatever we're calling this thing? Um, yeah, no, I, I, I liked it. It's uh, yes, it would be a very place, to, very odd place to finish it if it was <laughs> the final episode. But yeah. uh, clearly it isn't. Um so I, I think it set things up nicely for those last sort of eight episodes. We've got very much a um, all out sort of war thing brewing by the looks of things. You know, the revolution seems to be in full swing um, in uh, or about to be in full swing in the Commonwealth. You've got the Commonwealth kind of turning a little bit Nazi in the way that they kind of taking over the other um areas yeah. so you you've got that you uh had you know you you've got a a full-blown villain now set up um so you've got that um yeah i mean i i think it's it's really the purpose of this episode i think was to set up everything for you know a pretty like solid um last eight episodes i i you know that that seems to be where we're going where we actually finally end up as to who's where and who survives and who dies i mean who knows at this point but yeah i think they set it up pretty well uh we did lose some people this episode but no nobody of any great real consequence so Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, uh yeah i thought this episode was pretty good for the most part there's a couple of like weird problems i've got with it again like maggie having plot armor is is a is a problem obviously we spoke at length about the four characters that have now got spin-offs um between like you know two of them in pairs and stuff whatever um but i thought it was i thought it was good um i kind of realized something as i was watching the episode as well and i was thinking this on the monday as well i think i prefer uh not vince lance as a uh, villain to the governor um, I think he's actually a more mm. interesting character. I, I, I find him very compelling to kind of watch, whereas... Because although he's still got that kind of I'm going to destroy and corrupt attitude, which the governor kind of had as well, he's more kind of like um, planning and calculated and, um, you know, he's 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 kind of 
uh, not in terms of quality. M- Gus is a much better character still, and obviously you've got Jean Carlos Bazito's phenomenal acting uh, in both in Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. But um, he kind of makes me think of he he's like the Walking Dead's Gus because although he will do some things and get his hands dirty, which Gus does do a couple of times, doesn't he? In Breaking Bad, he gets his there's like one particular scene that sticks out. Uh, where he kind of gets his hands dirty. But for the most part it's kind of getting. Obviously in Breaking Bad Gus has got his own like cartel. And he gets them to do things for him. And like the twin characters and all that sort of thing. But obviously um, Lance has got his. I think we could fairly say corrupt sort of guards. With him who they tend to be yeah. the ones sort of doing the dirty work. So I, I do enjoy watching those sort of villains go about their work. Because as much as I, I still you know like the governor as a character. And still really like David Morrissey's performance and everything is there's nothing wrong with that but the governor was very much sort of i'm gonna negotiate with you slightly but then i'm just gonna kind of be a wrecking ball and destroy things um but it is interesting the way that lance has like added to the character the show's roster of villains with like you know alpha and negan and 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 everybody else that we've had in beta and stuff yeah yeah um the advantage the advantage that lance has had is the fact that there is a society running in the background which is almost mm-hmm. a sort of modern um you know old world as you know in walking dead terms society yeah, civilization yeah yeah there is civilization there so he has to be a far more of a political animal and that's not something that we've seen mm-hmm. in the walking dead before because they've never had that sort of opportunity essentially every leader um pretty much has had a certain level of dictatorship about them because that's how things operate out there so even if they were fairly benevolent on the surface like i mean the governor was to a certain extent there's a you know once you start digging there's a whole bunch of dictator and craziness going underneath like you know heads in like jars and all that sort of thing yeah yeah um and that's fairly standard for that Walking Dead universe. You know, people have gone off the rails and have risen to these positions of power through violence and corrupt, you know, not sort of corruption, but yeah, through violence, basically, of, you know, they've been powerful in that sort of way. Whereas Lance is a very different kind of animal. Um, and it's only because they've introduced the Commonwealth that we've been able to have this sort of villain in there. So I really like that and i think it's a really interesting place to sort of end the whole show on of you know here's this beacon of what society you know society could work we could come back for this but even then we see that there is problems with that and those problems are quite deep there is still corruption going on in there um so Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's sort of it's an interesting place to to sort of round things off of them almost getting back to normal society and Mm -hmm. that going wrong yeah where does lance sit for you with like the other villains of the show yeah i do really like him um i mean david morrissey i have a huge amount of affection for as as Mm -hmm. governor and uh so that was great i thought the whisperers were kind of interesting and um was it samantha morton um yeah was and ryan hurst yeah yeah, and Ryan Hurst uh, were were sort of interesting. Again, quite different villains. I mean, Negan himself, obviously, uh, very much to change character at this point, but as a villain was brilliant. Um, 
Because again, as you said, the interesting thing with Negan was the fact that although he'd risen to this sort of dictator point, had you been watching everything from Negan's point of view from the start, you would have seen our group as the aggressors because they kind of were because mm-hmm. they snuck into a base and killed a bunch of people. Yeah. So um, that, that's been the great thing with this show is they've managed to have these, you know, Although there is a certain commonality with them, they've got very different backgrounds and perspectives that you know with each of the different major villains through the seasons. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I mean those are the ones that really stick out. I but I I think Lance is up there just because it's sort of very much a different kind of villain this yeah. time around. Yeah. Speaking of um, Commonwealth characters, though, I did like seeing more of Pamela, or a bit more of Pamela, and some more of Sebastian. I do like those two characters. I don't quite feel... Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen a good chunk of Sebastian sort of in chunks um, you know, across the season. Uh, but for me, we've not really seen enough of, of Pamela, which is interesting because in the book, Lance is a bit more in the background and Pamela's a bit more in the forefront. But the book mm-hmm. deals more with kind of... The book deals more with Rick trying to negotiate with Pamela to, you know, make everything good in the in the Commonwealth. Um, whereas, obviously, as I mentioned before, Dwight is, like, trying to disrupt the peace. He gets killed. And then, um, you know, we, we do see some more of, of Lance uh, in, in the story as well. But the, the book's more focused on Pamela and Rick and them trying to sort things out. Whereas the show is focused more on, like, uh, obviously got different characters in there. But mm-hmm. Gabriel and Aaron and like Daryl and Mercer trying to all negotiate with uh, Lance and like trying to stop the corruption, almost. Um, which they're both different angles. They're both kind of interesting, different angles. But um, yeah, I liked seeing more of because I wanted, I do want to see more of um, Sebastian and Pamela together on screen because their relationship in the uh, their mother son obviously relationship in the in the book is is quite interesting. So. I'd I'd like to see a bit more of that, and you had some interesting scenes with um, Max and that sort of stuff. So that was uh, that was good, but uh, yeah, my my biggest problem in the episode, I, Maggie should have technically died. She wasn't going to because she's got a spinoff. Although we do have a question <laughs> later, we do have a question about like the spinoffs and deaths and that sort of stuff later. So we'll we'll get yeah. to that after the recap. But uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's like I mean there was a, I remember there was a scene. I think it was the first episode of season six of Fear the Walking Dead. It might have been season seven, but I think it was season six, the the season that I covered the whole thing of. And Morgan should have died, like, in that episode. Yeah. Um, because the, the the way that he survived the situation, to me, wasn't very realistic. Um, I know that those things have sort of happened before, but, yeah, it's, it is it is what it is, I suppose. So, um, do you agree? Do you think, like... In a more realistic sense, Maggie kind of should have died in this in this episode. Well, because Le- Leah should have a, shot her, really. Well, yeah, it is a very tropey TV thing that yeah. you know, um, you you'll have these villains that capture the person they're going after and then don't kill them immediately because you know they want to watch them suffer in yeah, some way. They want to talk to them, uh, and, and you know they're monologuing, and uh, you know the thing that the the Incredibles sent up brilliantly uh, the, about the fact that you know villains monologuing. I, I mean, it's one of those. It, it is one of those TV tropes. The uh, yeah, I mean. In a real life situation, you would think that what, you know, if you hated that person and you your mission was to kill them, they would have just killed them. And mm-hmm. 
because there wasn't really any reason for keeping Maggie alive other than to make Maggie suffer in some way, which if you're, yeah, I mean, maybe, but you'd think in Leah's situation, she'd be like, no, I'll just kill her and, you know, move on. So yeah, that, that is a, is a bit more problematic and it is a little bit lazy, but Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised that's what they did with it because, as I say, it's a very tropey TV's thing to do. That um, of sort of have the villain keep the person alive, you know, because I want to make you suffer, and then of course that's the thing that scuppers their plans because somebody else turns up and kills them. So, mm. yeah. So uh, there's other stuff I want to talk about with that scene and some of the others, but we should get into said recap. Um, actually, before we do that, there was a very short little trailer this week for Tales of the Walking Dead. They just said summer 2020. What year is it? 2022. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so we don't have a UK. We don't have a UK pickup for like any of the other shows yet. Obviously, it's a bit early for some of the other ones. But um, yeah, got like 15 second teaser. Um, we saw like some screenshots of the characters. And then there's a woman that turns around and is like, make it quick. And she like makes her neck vulnerable to a zombie and of course we're all wondering why uh she's trying to get a bit she's like an unknown character at the moment we don't we don't know who any of these people are but yeah very quick kind of little trailer um i'm looking forward to the show um we'll see who kind of picks us up in the uk and stuff unless we have to do the thing with fear where we buy like a season pass or something uh which is possibly an option um i mean fear the walking dead has a uk home it's just nobody uses that channel so <laughs> yeah so um because even you know because it's a bt channel isn't it even i'm on like bt sport but that doesn't have that included in that so yeah yeah yeah, because yes the only way you can get amc the amc channel in the uk is if you are a bt broadband um subscriber and bt tv i think directly through bt if you have the sports channels via sky it used to be on there as well Mm -hmm. but they removed it for whatever reason reducing its uk footprint even more and i I'm assuming they got paid a lot of money for that exclusive deal because otherwise you would just have that AMC or AMC Plus or whatever as an extra thing that you could subscribe to through Amazon or something like that or, you know, or or as its own app. Um, But seemingly the deal stops them from doing that. But AMC also have a habit of selling their shows to the highest bidder rather than you know because i think they understand the footprint very tiny for that channel so sometimes if somebody's prepared to pay a reasonable amount of money to have the show anyway somewhere else it's more valuable to them to sell it to somebody else which is what they did with disney and um you know what they've done with a number of their other shows you know they, they you find them on things like stars play and you find them on uh amazon and and other places as well and of course fear actually um fear they actually release fear to amazon video so you can buy fear so watch it next day on amazon video and then it comes onto prime a year afterwards um for free anyway so there is a second run slot for that yeah so they they do seem to spread the shows around a little bit, you know. Mm. Um, 
So does Warner Brothers with DC, but yeah. Um, well, yes, that's a different thing, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you see this trailer at all? Uh, yes, the the fifteen minute, fifteen second one for um, for Tails. Yeah, I mean, it really doesn't give an awful lot away, but um, mm-hmm. I, just, I mean, it'd be interesting to see a little sort of these individual little vignettes of characters and stuff. Um, but mm. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see where it lands. So, so Walking Dead's on a break now. Fear's back next week. Uh, Better Call Saul starts next week, which we'll be doing a preview podcast after this for. Um, so I'm just wondering how they're going to skip because Better Call Saul's usually on on Mondays, isn't it? Monday and then Tuesday for us, whereas Fear is all the Walking Dead shows are Sunday, Monday. Um, so I'm guessing they'll run that out and then do because they'll run out the second half of season seven or, or whatever, and then probably do this show and then go back to Better Call Saul and Fear. And then run that into Walking Dead. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. So we'll see. Anyway, that's it for that. Uh, Let's get into some housekeeping and then we will get into the recap. See you in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up koalu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for koalu and the amazon affiliate link if you would like to get the ad free versions of entertainment talks podcast and support us along the way you can simply sign up over on our patreon page you can sign up either as a creator or as a patron there's no difference there for the time being and you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, another Gaming Talk podcast for this week, we talked about some new game announcements actually. Um, Kingdom Hearts 4, uh, Tomb Raider uh, is a new game being in development from uh, it w- using Unreal Engine 5. Uh, a new Ghost Recon game as well, which we, th- those two we don't know much about. There is a trailer for Kingdom Hearts 4 which uh, is, is out there. Uh, but we don't. We just have like announcements for Tomb Raider and Ghost Recon, and also some news on a a new horror game called The Quarry. Uh, they're putting in a sort of movie or film mode, so you can just like watch the the game, which it, it <laughs> it's it's kind of built 
that way because that, that's very much a game where you could watch somebody play it on Twitch and they make all the survival choices and stuff like that. So that kind of makes sense that you could do that. Uh, so we talked about that stuff and also some impressions of some games and whatnot. Uh, speaking of games, I uh, did my must-play review for Kenya uh, Bridge of Spirits, which I really, really enjoyed. Uh, you can go and listen to my thoughts on that game, which I recently finished. Uh, May United returned to playing football. We lost 1-0 to Everton in one of the most lacklustre you know, performances we've had. Just players is not putting in energy and, and, and that sort of thing. But uh, over on the good side of news, it looks like uh, Eric Ten Hag is probably going to be the new Man United manager. Not for this season, for next season. There's only like seven games left. So um, that deal is very, very close. It's not completely finished yet. Obviously, there's probably lots of um, I's to be dotted and T's to be crossed in the contract and whatnot. Uh, But that looks like it's probably going to happen. I think Ajax have got a cup final on Sunday. So it's supposed to be, I think, announced after that. But we'll see. You know, see how that goes. Uh, So that's for that. Uh, Over on the Apple TV side of stuff, which I've been enjoying a lot of content for. One of which is uh, the first season of Severance. I gave that a must-see rating uh, review thing. So you can go listen to that if you've seen the first season of Severance. That has also been renewed for a second season as well. So Apple continuing good streak of shows there speaking of other apple stuff but on the film side i got around to seeing coda which is this year's um best picture award uh winner sorry at the oscars uh so it's called coda and i really 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 enjoyed that film uh very very emotional and important and sort of impactful and that sort of stuff so that was really good that's called coda and you can watch that with an apple tv plus subscription um, over on films I didn't enjoy, I went and reviewed and watched Death on the Nile, and I watched it so that you don't have to. Uh, I gave that a skip rating, and uh, if you do want to watch it, because um, obviously I can only recommend en- recommend recommend what you do, uh, that's available on Disney Plus via the Star thing um, in the UK. I think Robert said it's on Hulu if you want to watch that in the US, which makes sense. So there's that one. Um... Also, in a previous Gaming Talk episode recently, we talked about the new structure of PlayStation Plus that's getting put into place. There's going to be three tiers, one of which looks to include uh, classic games and stuff. That's going to be happening in June, but Sony Sony basically announced it so that it didn't get completely leaked, basically. So, <laughs> there's that. Uh, we also talked about the future of LEGO games, and we talked about crunch in uh, game development and that sort of thing. I did a uh, possible skip review for Dying Light 2, so there's that one. And that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can find us as well on your favourite podcast platform. Uh, Alright, let's get into Acts of God. Um, Kind of just the general start of the episode. Um, Early on in the episode, knowing that Lance and his troopers would be back, Maggie, Herschel, um, Elijah and Marco, it says remember him, (laughs) uh, left Hilltop to escort uh, the boy to his sitter, of all people, Negan. Um, he doesn't exactly trust me, you know, Glenn's killer pointed out, but I'm starting to, the widow replied. Uh, Negan had saved Herschel from troopers at the apartment complex. She wouldn't forget that, ever. A new understanding drawing between, um, the long-time foes. Uh, Negan assured her, I got you, I got your boy. Uh, so he's kind of tasked with looking after him. Although I think this makes a bit more sense than what it did because I can't remember her name but Negan's um, actual wife now um, I think she's sort of been able to reassure Maggie a bit more like she yeah. she's kind of there as well and she's sort of steadied the, the Negan Maggie ship which it, these scenes are really interesting because remember these two are for some reason going to run off together <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with his 
wife and what happens with Herschel and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I, my guess is either the wife survives and Maggie trusts enough to leave Herschel with the wife while they go off and do some mission, which is what this is for. I, you know, I'm assuming it's it's they're not going to uh, either that or all four of them end up going. I mean, that that know, would actually make the most sense if it's the four of them going off. If, to if it's a permanent, yeah, if it's a permanent sort of move then yes that would make sense otherwise if it's just them going off on a mission because we, we don't know whether this spin-off is a limited thing or whether it's a, an ongoing series mm-hmm. so yeah because uh, they haven't actually said they've just said there is a series coming and as we know before with uh well beyond they they specifically set that as a limited series so we don't know we don't know whether this is just like you know six episodes and done or whether it's going to be something more than that so um well, yeah, I mean, that's a sort of future thing that we will have to deal with. Mm-hmm. With this, I think the, the, you're right. I think with this, the wife um, is sort of helping to to reassure Maggie and the fact that we know Negan has changed. And if for all his other faults, the one thing that has been obvious throughout, um, he's always been very good with the kids and mm-hmm. always been incredibly protected of the kids right from the very beginning. So uh, I think, um, yeah, uh, he, you know, we know that he's perfectly safe there. And the fact that Negan saved Herschel as well. Um, you are starting, it's, it's a good little scene that you are starting to see that that trust finally be built between the two of them and Maggie starting to realize that you know I mean you never really expected to fully forgive Negan but understanding that he's a different person now from the one that you know they first met um yeah so I I, I think it's a nice little scene that you are starting to see that that potential future where the two will trust each other enough to go off and do whatever it is they have to do so mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting with negan and like the whole not really fatherhood thing but the uh you know fatherly sort of figure that he's got going on because obviously he's had conversations with carl before if we remember all those mm-hmm. uh then obviously it's switched over to judith um and he had conversations you know with um not with her in the cell but she was sitting outside his cell and they were talking through the wall but uh that's kind of happened as well um is he talking? I think he's talked to like Gracie before, maybe, but he's talked to some of the some of the kids, basically, yeah. before, and he's talked to Herschel, obviously, and we know, obviously, he uh, is protective of um, the children and sort of people and stuff. Uh, and we're not trying to lord Negan as some sort of hero per se, but he's a man who's done some things in the past, and he's trying to, you know, have some character development and, and change. Which is which is great because I, I do think if you look at him in well either the six sixteen episode or uh, seven oh one, um, he's very much a different character now to what he was then. Yeah. Um. You know, the the, the ego stuff is you know maybe could still be in there somewhere, but uh, it's definitely calmed down a lot in his he's uh, developed as a character as, as well and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty good. Um. But yeah, they they do have to continue doing this work because, uh, again, whether Herschel and his wife go with them or they don't or something else happens, um, they've still got like a bit of work to do um, with with that sort of stuff. Um, But again, we kind of thought like, I know the situation was a bit different, but remember all season long we've been saying like, oh, you know, this Maggie and uh, Daryl stuff, how are they going to like, you know, 
collide together and uh you know with the whole gate scene and then it turned out to be kind of nothing so uh i think there's a bit of a different situation but um yeah the show can surprise you i guess sometimes so yeah we shall see but yeah i like his wife's um role in the show at the moment um how she's kind of managed to center him even more and we'll see where that goes um yeah speaking of the the fatherhood stuff i was gonna mention it's surprising, really, because Negan did have all of his wives and stuff at the uh, the sanctuary, and now he's got his new wife. Um, Negan's never had a child before, has he? I, I don't remember him even mentioning one in like the previous life with um, uh, with Lucille. Um, no, so he's had, I... he's had a lot of involvement with women and relationships, basically, but never quite had a, a child himself. Um, that could be something maybe interesting if uh, his wife ends up kind of pregnant, possibly, and you bring that into well, the. I don't know. We'll, we'll... Well, yeah, I mean, the wife is pregnant, isn't she? At is the moment. she? So yes, I okay. seem to because right. part of the thing about um, her, her, uh, yeah, I'm sure the wife is pregnant. That's because he has that conversation about right. Um, yeah, her, uh, yeah, her going off. Yes. Um, so, I mean, that is the other the other thing is either either the wife isn't going to make it out of the show, um, is one possibility, or she is, and in which case you would expect if it's going to be an ongoing series that when the spin off happens that she's going to go with them. But I, I, it's one of those things that I do kind of wonder whether they're setting that up for you know heartbreak for negan um hmm. but we'll yeah. see yeah maybe she could have like a laurie tv show style death mm. or something not not a laurie comic book where her and judith get shot um yeah so yeah uh anyway elsewhere uh daryl aaron and gabriel which is always some characters we like to see uh we're looking for an opportunity to take out the troopers with who um, they were pretending to search for the remaining apartment dwellers. When at last moment arrived, uh, Gabriel was shot and so was Aaron, but despite be, but, uh, being series regulars, their wounds were only of the flesh variety. Yeah, the show is very uh, loosey-goosey with, uh, with yes. wounds. If we remember Rick's famous hand injury, oh, is he going to lose his hand? No, his hand is fine next episode, <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. Um, it's it's a it's a Walking Dead thing, isn't it? Like we're all kind of you know, yeah. if you're not used to that by eleven seasons, I don't know what to tell you. But um, uh, allowing them to allowing them and Daryl to dispatch the rest of the soldiers and uh, assert Lance's whereabouts from one of the other commanders, which Daryl still kills anyway, but rightfully yeah. so, I think. Um, bit of an odd kind of uh, this isn't this doesn't mean nitpicking and moaning about the show or anything, but um, there's one moment that kind of like was a bit strange so they're all all these characters are holding they're either like m4 type assault rifles because there's different types of those you can get um i know one i think one's called an m4a1 one's called an m4 carbine uh they're, they're kind of similar types of guns and all these guns have very clearly got like red dot sights on them what the actual red dot itself looks like we don't know because we've not seen that sort of angle and I'm sure at one point, it was a very quick thing, but it kind of threw me off for a second. At one point, I think Daryl looks down the iron sights of this gun, and it just turns into a sniper scope. I'm like, <laughs> huh? Because I've, I've never seen a... Because there's a big difference between what a sniper scope looks like and what a red dot sight looks like. Yeah. And I, I've never seen... Whether it's on any game shows, films, or you know other stuff I've seen with guns, 
I, I've never seen a because I don't think it was supposed to look like that. Uh, I think that's a bit of an error in the show, but it was kind of like what he's looking down a red dot site and there's a there's a sniper scope because every every single sniper scope I've ever seen has like a round um, uh, iron uh, sight thing on the top, not the square one. Uh, well, so I thought yeah. that was, that was kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, because I was like, oh, what what type of red dot sight has he got? You know, from from us seeing that, and it was a it was a sniper scope. So, um, which you could put a sniper scope on an M4, that's fine. It might be a bit strange, but um, I'm guessing did did you notice like that at all? Or is that just I, a, I a, a me thing? I, no, I didn't spot that at the time, not at all. But okay. yes, I like I like paying attention to that kind of stuff. But that was funny. Uh, again, I'm not like moaning about it. It's it, it's it's a Walking Dead thing. Um, but anyway, within the uh, it, this scene was kind of good. Um, I thought it was shot a bit strange. There's a lot of sort of flicking between characters and stuff, and uh, it, it just as it being a general action scene, it was it was fine. It was it was okay. Um, the main obviously plot thing here is Daryl getting the location of Lance, which that that's achieved. Um, and yeah, Aaron gets, I think, shot in the arm or something. Um, and then Gabriel, I think, gets shot in the in the leg or something. But they're both they're both fine. Uh, what did you make of this scene, anyway? Yeah, I mean, nice little sort of action scene. Uh, the I mean, we've referred to the um, Commonwealth soldiers as stormtroopers and like stormtroopers, they can't shoot straight. So, I mean, uh, that makes perfect sense. The fact that they managed to just wing the pair of them. Plus, as, they, as you say, they're both uh, regular characters. So you're not likely to have them killed off in this sort of way by yeah, some random stormtroopers. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, it, it, yeah, that was, that was fine. It was it's clear that they were probably going to be okay getting out of this, but um, yeah, it's nice to see a little bit of sort of actual human on human gun action. Uh, That was, that was quite good to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good. A couple of little zombies towards the end and stuff. Um, Yeah. I I, I like the way that Daryl played it as well. Cause he, this guy who's like a red shirt guy, basically um, looks over and he's, I'm guessing he's thinking Daryl was like, you know, gonna say to him, you know, if we don't, if you don't give up the location, we're just gonna leave you here to get, you know, ripped apart, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, I'm not, I can't remember what injury this guy had, but he can't like get up and run off, basically. So that was uh, fairly well done. Um, so yeah, that was uh, a fun Walking Dead style, very much Walking Dead style uh, action scene, but it was it was alright. Uh, returning to the hilltop, Maggie and Co. arranged for Lance's troopers to get an explosive surprise once they entered uh, Barrington. Is this here Barrington House? I've never heard that before. It's the, it's the hilltop is what we know it as. Uh, but our heroes had uh, hardly managed to get out a hip-hip, uh, much less a hooray, before Leah had fatally shot Marco, who's kind of just standing up and, and stuff. And then it says in brackets here, uh, it's never a good omen when a D player gets... Um, lines and he may as well have worn a red shirt uh, on Star Trek. So yes. yeah, your y- y- typical red shirt kind of deaths. Is this the guy that was on? You know when um, Lydia was planning to go to not necessarily leave Hilltop, but go over to Commonwealth to check it out. And there was that guy who they, they did all the hour flashbacks and stuff. And there was that guy who ended up at the. Uh, uh, Hilltop and he was like dying slash dead when he'd gotten there and then I remember Elijah was speaking to the other person and he was saying oh you know you should go for it for, for, with, with Lydia is that that same person? I think it is because there's only like five people left at this actual place because yeah, everybody I, else decided to leave so 
honestly, I'm not entirely sure. I sure, I, I've just looked him up. Um, he was in. Uh, he doesn't even appear in the sort of the cast list on the Walking Dead season eleven wiki page. If you go to the full kind of all the characters on the Walking Dead page, he was apparently recurring in the last two seasons, and he's a guest starring role in this season. So I mean, even his role had kind of diminished this season as well. Um, I, I honestly can't remember. I have no memory of this character at all. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think he was the person who said to Elijah, "Like, hey, go for it with with uh, Lydia." Um, that might have been him again because there's only like five people left here. So, yeah, uh, yeah. He was all... a res- um, the outbreak. He was a resident of the hilltop community. Um, but yeah, other than other than that, I I don't know. Uh, Take part in it. Okay. When a group of go to the Smithsonian to search for the. Oh, I remember that bit. Um, Marco takes part in the scavenging mission. So he was. I think that was where we first saw him. Hmm. Yeah. But he's dead now. So. Yeah. Uh, when... Anyway. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Uh, when Lance uh, complained to Leah that she'd gotten uh, three of his men killed. Uh, it says that uh, for some reason it says that the model imp- oh the model employee sorry uh, mm. shrugged it off uh, collateral damage she called the dead uh, meanwhile uh, Lydia sorry Maggie split off from Lydia and Elijah so that they could all lead troopers away soon Leah um, Maggie and Leah came face to face shots were fired and Leah was hit but again not badly enough to stop her because wounds don't work properly on this show unless yes. it's like a, unless it's a headshot you're probably alright um yeah. But uh, again, not enough value to stop her. Uh, she knocked out Maggie, then tied her up uh, rather than kill her. And then we'll get onto the exciting, thrilling Maggie and Leah scene in a second. Um, I thought the woods uh, chase scene was kind of good. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't quite like a quiet place level of tense because not many things are. Um, you've have you seen that horror film? Still not seen that film. Okay. No, <laughs> there's, there's two of them. But uh, yeah. Yes. Um, you know, I love those films, but uh, it, it wasn't quite like that level, but it, it had a bit of intenseness to it. But the only thing I was thinking during the whole thing is, is she going to kill Leah in these woods? Because, again, you know, Maggie isn't going to die. Um, but, yeah, like the, the sound getting a bit quieter and you can only hear like the scrunching of leaves as Maggie's walking around. I thought it made for some decent atmosphere, far from like the best atmosphere I've seen in horror. Um, but... It was it was pretty decent. I'm glad they didn't decide to like blast it with music and stuff and try to make it all dramatic. But mm-hmm. that was good. Um, but yeah, so Le- Leah gets shot in I think like the knee or the leg or something, and then she's like just around the corner from this tree. You see her trying to you know put the thing on her leg, and then Maggie almost tries to do like a boo I've got you kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then she's disappeared and she gets the upper hand over over Maggie. Uh, what do you think of their sort of kind of chase scene i suppose yeah i like the scene uh i mean you know marco faithfully getting shot in the head uh just to say whatever i really couldn't remember that character and then the sort of chase through the woods it was fairly obvious that lance was never ever going to have any control over leah <laughs> i mean oh, yeah. the fact that he even thought that was going to happen is like you know i mean the collateral damage of the employees i i thought it was um 
it was quite good you know the way that they sort of blew up the house in uh hilltop as well as they you know it, it seems to be pointing to them kind of abandoning uh, already decided that they'd abandoned hilltop but there weren't that many people left there anyway so you know mm. um and they have still got alexandria or they you know technically they would have still had alexandria to go back to as well uh i i guess so do you think they're trying to get rid of these sets or something Maybe because they got rid of uh, like Sanctuary isn't used. Oceanside is well, not really a location. It's just a a building next to a, a beach thing, or mm. not the beach, the water. But um, like because we, what was the other one? Kingdom we lost a long time ago. Yeah. Um, Scrapyard obviously was uh, that's what it was called. That was Jadis's place. Yeah, um, I mean, I you never know for for the final season because these characters, which are you know the remnants of Alexandria and the remnants of Hilltop, are going to need somewhere to hold up. I wonder if, you know, I mean, you could maybe bring back the sanctuary set for that, and maybe that's you know, Negan goes, I've got an idea of where we could hold up, and they end up back uh-huh. in the sanctuary set. Might be a might be something that they could do. Yeah. Um, you know sort of consolidate those sets uh but i know i don't necessarily think they're going to be i mean maybe they're trying to get rid of them Uh, but i mean it depends what they do moving forward whether we see the you know hilltop and and alexandria under the control of the commonwealth whether we actually see any of that or whether you know they've just been taken and that's it now hmm. i mean the hilltop's building isn't like destroyed I mean, it's a, it's no, a, no, it's a big, mean, big mess. It's going to be a mess inside, but right. yes, it wasn't you, completely. You could destroyed. do like a, in the finale, you do like a, because there'll probably be another time jump at some point, I'm I'm guessing, mm-hmm. um, like towards the end. And you could use that to simply fix up the hilltop. Because, um, again, it, I mean, even if the building was destroyed, you can still kind of do something with it. But it, the building's obviously still there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting little part. Like the guard opens the door, and you just see that little tripwire, and yeah, that was that was kind of cool. Yeah, so was good. that was good. Uh, and again, uh, speaking of of Lance and stuff, him on the radio getting just more and more and more annoyed as things go on. But like you kind of mentioned earlier, because he's got this political kind of position to keep at the Commonwealth, and obviously Pamela's involvement and everything, and the whole community there and Mercer and stuff, he. He can't really kind of do a governor necessarily, mm. um, which is like, because obviously he didn't set up the explosion with uh, uh, Hilltop. That was Maggie. Because um, how what I'm comparing that to is when, um, you know, when they had the big prison fight and the governor was like, um, I'm going to take over this place and started destroying it, which didn't make sense, but it was him being sort of hot-headed and everything. Yeah. Um, Lance, I think both wouldn't do that and sort of isn't going to anyway. Um because he wants to like take over these places and stuff as opposed to destroying them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, seeing him kind of get... Because you know he can only get kind of so annoyed and so destructive d- destructive because of, again, the situation I just said about. Yeah, but the, the, that's the thing with Lance. Lance, although he has a number of soldiers under his control, mm-hmm. so presumably does Pamela, because Pamela is... Mm. Yeah. the person in charge of the commonwealth and presumably there is a large portion of the army which she can go no go and sort him out you know if if she gets wind of everything lance has actually done and he steps out of line because well, it, it doesn't appear that pamela is quite understanding exactly what lance has done 
you know... I, it, I don't think she's aware yet, no. It, she, it doesn't seem like she's completely aware. So, um, given that, it's one of those things that you could end up... You know, maybe there are people that are loyal to Lance, but it, it, it also could be a case of the people that think they're following the orders of the Commonwealth because it's Lance that's telling them. And maybe they're not loyal to Lance. And if they're loyal to the Commonwealth, they're just following, you know, they think that that's what he's been told to do. So, you know, we don't know whether they're rogue or whether they're just following orders hmm. and think that the orders come from Pamela. So yeah, we don't yeah. we don't know at the moment, but so Lance has got to be very careful, you know, because if Pamela realizes and decides to take him out, I suspect she has the resources to do that. Hmm. Yeah. So, but again, I do want to see a bit more of of Pamela as yeah. well, um, and kind of see where she because we haven't really seen actually that much of her. So I think we'll see more of her in the last third. Right. Yeah. I think that's where they'll fully. Um, zoom in on the on the Commonwealth stuff mm-hmm. because in in your eight episode final part you can't really afford to keep doing like original TV stuff because um, like you've got this you've got basically like one comic book you know book left which is the one that I'm reading and it would be great if they could get to the the end of that whether it, it won't end the exact same way I don't think it actually can no but um. You know, that, that story arc anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> speaking of the Maggie stuff, uh, the following morning, Maggie theorised that Leah thought making her family's um, killer hurt the way that she would um, take away the pain, etc. But Maggie was uh, really just killing time until um, she untied herself, which Le- Leah's got to have guessed that Maggie was doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, Because we, we can see it from, like, you know, the camera behind and everything. Um, once freed uh she and lee leah engage in a brutal brawl it was kind of a bit more brutal than what i was expecting um but uh one that uh maggie looked like she was about to lose had daryl not shown up at the right moment and put a bullet in leah's head just then lance's lance and his troopers arrived on the scene as always shots were fired uh, a bullet even grazed lance's face giving it a bit of a bit of facial scarring kind of kind of cool yeah uh for, um with that uh leaving him even more annoyed than what he was a minute ago when obviously his troopers got blown up um leaving him extra pissed now he huffed uh we take it all um as if that hadn't always been his plan question mark i think it's just more just, just a further part of his plan yeah. Always plans sort of continuing. Um, I kind of wondered, you know, there's that part where, because she's like beating the shit out of Maggie, right? She's punching her head into the floor and stuff. Mm. And she's got a knife, like, like a bit more tension. But that that knife was going like straight to Maggie's, I think, heart or something. Um, and again, you know, she basically can't die. And then, you know, because I, the way they had the camera shot as well towards Leah's head, I was like, any minute now, her head's just going to you know get um you know get shot and that was what ended up happening mm-hmm. uh yeah it is um maggie having the plot armor and whatnot but uh i suppose the two kind of questions i i had I've obviously got the typical kind of i'm going to talk to you before i shoot you which means i ultimately won't end up shooting yeah. you kind of tv tropey problem i because leah's got that gun trained on maggie I'm hoping she would have guessed that Maggie was trying to undo the the ropes and then lunge at her. I didn't quite understand how she actually got the gun off of her. She just 
managed to just jump and just and just whack the the gun. Um, I, yeah. I, that, that 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 didn't work for for me. Well, I, um, no, I didn't mind that so much. You know, I mean, she managed to untie herself, got the jump on her, and managed to get the gun out of Leah's hands. Uh-huh. Um, I mean. It does. You're talking. Leah's supposed to have been like, you know, trained by the U.S. military. She fought in Afghanistan. She's yep. like, she's supposed to be this experienced mercenary, and can't tie a knot. Um, you know, I mean that that's problematic. But um, you, that she can't just tie somebody up effectively enough for, that they can't get themselves free um so yeah i mean uh, the fact that she decided to sit down and monologue it without just killing her as well is also but as i say that's a fairly common that's a, that's TV, a TV, so, yeah the other thing is i was i mean i even mentioned this last week was it was going to end up it always had to be daryl that was going to be the person that put a bullet in leah's head it had to be mm-hmm. uh, because that's just poetic in the way that you know, he was the one that let her go in the first place. So that was always going to happen. So it was clear that what was going to end up happening was they were going to end up fighting and then Daryl was going to show up and save the day. So, I mean, it it was a bit predictable, this mm. whole scene. I think this was the weakest part of the episode, probably. Yeah, because you knew Maggie wasn't actually going to die. Um, you knew Daryl was probably going to end up turning up and shooting Leah. Um, it was kind of lazy to have her not shooter the moment that she caught her I, yeah i mean there were the, the action in it was fine but it was very predictable about where it was going that bit mm. of the scene yeah i would also ask how daryl found her but i'm not going to ask that question um yeah i did wonder if maybe that was their cabin that they were in um mm-hmm. I, I wasn't entirely sure maybe that <laughs> m- maybe that was the cabin where they met and he realised that was nearby and he'd gone back. But I wasn't entirely clear whether that was their cabin or not. But yeah. um, that that would sort of make sense. Plus, I mean, Daryl's supposed to be a tracker. So, you know, I, yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. He they haven't used that for a long time, actually. No. That aspect. But, yeah. Um, but she's dead. That's what matters. And we can move on from that. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a bit of a weak scene. Uh, ruined by certain things. Let's move on from it. Uh, back in the Commonwealth, which is the interesting stuff. Uh, Eugene seemingly having spent the night with Max. Well, I don't think seemingly. I think he, yeah, no, he, having he, he spent did. the night with Max. Yes. There's no seemingly about it. Yes. Uh, reaffirmed that she was still down with the risky plan to steal files from Pamela's office, and though scared, uh, Max remained on board. Understandable. She's scared. It's a big deal. That evening, uh, Eugene. And Max were met with Connie, Kelly, uh, Magna, and Ezekiel. They're all in kind of one room, although Ezekiel gets there later. Uh, who reported that um, he had uh, reinforcements at the ready, but the list of names, which keeps coming up, is kind of mysterious and interesting. And mystifying codes weren't enough for um, Connie to report on. They had to crack the code first. In the meantime, she'd just write about Sebastian's heist. Surely that would make the resistance, uh, residents, sorry of the Commonwealth realised that their governor did not have their best interests at heart. We'll have to see how all of that plays out. Um, yeah, what do you make of the... Because it's got a bit of a Pamela Sebastian thing going on here. Uh, and then a bit of uh, Max going on as well. Um, yeah, I, fi- I find Sebastian an interesting character to at least 
watch you know with with what he's doing and his his attitude and and that kind of stuff um it's good that he was kind of i suppose in the state that he was in because you know max was worried about her because she's got like a file in her hand or something and she doesn't want to obviously end up getting caught uh and yeah pamela was kind of interesting in this um scene as well uh so let's talk about that piece first what do you think of the uh max and sebastian uh scene yeah i mean that um we still uh, yeah i mean sebastian's an interesting character and i mean that's Mm -hmm. that's sort of fun we we still don't entirely know what they think they've got on pamela at the moment do we we know there's this list of names Mm -hmm. we know that sort of and we know that you know there was somebody on that list that sebastian had used and had got killed at you know from those people he was sending in to get the money but that seems like two sort of separate issues they they've then gone in and sort of got this list out of pamela's office but it's all kind of encoded so we don't exactly know what it is and what they're doing do we mm-hmm. unless i've missed something somewhere so that's i think it's both them trying to catch sebastian on this thing that he's been doing uh which is like the yeah. the almost the money laundering ish sort of well not really money laundering but the heist yeah, the, stuff that he's been doing the heist stuff because we yeah. saw a bit of that with um the Daryl or Azita scene um and then i think they're trying to catch pamela on just this list of names with the uh the numbers i'm not quite sure how that i, but, I agree i'm not quite sure how that's know. supposed to kind of work so yeah we don't know exactly what that relates to and whether it yeah. is something nefarious or not mm. but we know that some of the names on that list were the people that got sent into the you know um to to perform the heist although there's obvious you know we don't know whether sebastian's got a copy of that list and whether these are just whether this is some sort of debtors list of people that have, have done wrong and owed the government money or or what you know we we just don't know as mm-hmm. far as i can tell right now so um yeah because we've got a hint of it from tyler at the ball because he was a name on the yeah list, but... i mean you know uh, yeah and, and yeah we know that there is a sort of them and us thing going on um you know with the people in power that are hoarding things and the sort of underlings that are doing all the work but i mean that's pretty much everything you know it's it's pretty much every society on earth at the moment so i mean Mm -hmm. um i yeah so so that's sort of still unclear presumably that's what the third part will be more about yeah will be about this revolution and what this list actually is because it mm-hmm. clearly isn't just Sebastian's heist list. There's something else going on there. Yeah, yeah. See, this uh, this is interesting as well, because this is like, you know, using comic characters, well, in terms of the Commonwealth. Um, but because uh, Connie, as far as I remember, or as I'm reading at the moment, Connie and Kelly aren't there, but Magna and Yumiko, I think, are. Because um, Yumiko's still, I'm just trying to remember, Yumiko, I think, is still a, a lawyer. Because uh, she has some conversations with Michonne about, um, you know, what's going on with the Commonwealth. Uh, but there's no, like, list of names and coordinates and stuff. There's no, like, Tyler and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, a bit of an original kind of thing they're trying to put into this comic book stuff. But it it seems all right at the moment. We just have to figure out what's going on with it, I suppose. So, mm-hmm. uh, but, yeah, interesting to see, the ba- see Sebastian and see... Um, uh, Max trying to get away around that kind of stuff and everything. 
um, I don't really have any thoughts on you in all of this. So no. Uh, but that's that part. Um, as the episode drew to a close, Max returned the file to its cabinet just in time for a pissed um, Pamela to show and drop a resistance question mark newspaper on her desk with the headline Pamela Milton is lying to you. At the same time, troopers um, hung Commonwealth flags on the gates of Alexandra, what was left of Hilltop, and Lance flipped a coin seemingly to decide the fate of Oceanside's um, citizens. Although we don't really know who any of these people are. Luke's supposed to be there, but Luke... <laughs> wasn't there still so yes well that, um, yes that's because they would have had to pay him to be there and, and uh, <laughs> he he was yeah he he has actually the i can't remember the guy's name but the actor that plays luke said yeah I, i'm not in this part i will show up before the end of the series so mm-hmm. yes yeah um, and, and as far as he's aware he is still hanging out somewhere in um oceanside so <laughs> yeah yeah um my assumption was that because you see him flip the coin very because he's trying to be like two-faced isn't he um, yes, it was it, very two-faced. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, which is it kind of fits Lance. Um, yeah, no, it does in, very in, much. In a way. Uh, I assume that once he, because he sort of slaps the coin down on his wrist as you would as you would do. Um, I kind of assume that all the Oceanside people got like because they were all. It almost looked like they were getting lined up. Um, I assume that that was them getting maybe executed. Well, which is probably what the coin is to decide. But I thought that like possibly like but the, I, the next moment after he slaps that coin down because the episode like ends on that note doesn't it yeah um, i mean but the, yeah if, if that is the case that's surely that's quite a difficult thing to sort of cover up mm. but we, i mean we'll see when it comes back next episode you know for, for the last bit the end, later on in the year but um yeah surely just kind of murdering the entire lot of them would be when i mean we don't know whether they resisted or not presumably they did to a certain extent but yeah. i mean we don't know so yeah we'll have to see how that plays out yeah it was kind of chilling to see like the way the flags were getting dropped down yeah yeah no i mean very kind of nazi germany that that mm-hmm. was yeah yeah um especially like over the because it goes over the sign of alexandra doesn't it i think uh, yeah. It says like "Welcome to Alexandria," which has obviously been there for since season five. Yeah. Um, which I think the hilltop was about the same time as well. Um, but no, that was uh kind of you know enemy chilling type stuff. That was a uh, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what to make of this Pamela and this newspaper stuff right now, and who's put this um, Pamela Milton is lying to thing. I mean, is that supposed well, to I mean, be that, from Connie's? That, yeah, I think that's that's Connie's article, but... right? We don't know exactly what she's written, um, how if they have cracked whatever this list is and what this list actually means. Um, that I'm still very confused by because um, mm. they've not really explained what that list is. It's just a list of names and codes and stuff. Uh, so, but we don't know how that relates to anything. I mean, it it, it could be, it could be, you know. <laughs> best citizens of the commonwealth i mean clearly it isn't but you know i mean mm-hmm. we don't there doesn't seem to be any context to exactly what that list is all we know is some of the names on that list were some of the people that sebastian used to go and get that money um uh, but we don't know what pamela's involvement in this is mm-hmm. if if there is any involvement or whether this was all sebastian or what so do you think pamela is completely innocent because she doesn't seem she doesn't seem, seem to be really involved in 
in this, I, unless she has off screen and we just haven't seen, maybe. Yeah, it, it's difficult to tell whether she is just ignorant of it um, and is turning a blind eye to things because we know that Lance knew what um, he was doing, what Sebastian was doing, because he, you know, that conversation that we had with Lance and um, Carol last week uh-huh. so so we know that he is aware but that still doesn't mean that she is so mm-hmm. um she could just be not a great leader and not a, not aware of what's going on right underneath her nose which is not great um or she could be complicit in it um which is obviously also not great but at least that's more straightforward um so yeah, we we just don't know at the moment. She's she's still a little bit of a sort of enigma, and I suspect now Lancey's sort of controlling these other areas. Whether we're actually going to find out a bit more about Pamela, and I presumably this last third is going to focus more directly on the Commonwealth, mm-hmm. and it has to really our, our group trying to get back at Lance. And I mean, yeah, that's that's going to be an interesting thing, because if there's a conversation between our group and Pamela at some point of like, this is what Lance did. What's her reaction going to be to that? Mm-hmm. It's so. just, it, it, even if Pamela is involved and we don't know, she just seems like such a different person and a different character to Lance. Yeah. Um, whether that's her trying to like hide something, because we all know kind of what, you know, and, for example, that's just like in Breaking Bad or whatever. You know, yeah, it's got that hidden sort of persona type thing. And she's she's always treated Lance as a sort of underling, and we're aware that Lance appears to have been stockpiling weapons for some sort of coup. So mm-hmm. that would imply that they're not working together. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She is just out of touch. Mm. You know. Um. She's sort of out of touch leadership, thinking that everything is fine, and clearly it isn't. Yeah. So. Uh, that's the end of the episode for the B side. Uh, the show we've only got eight, eight episodes left of the show, uh, which is interesting. Uh, the show yes. will be back in October, but before we go to all of that stuff, we've got some feedback and emails to get to. Uh, some interesting stuff. Uh, Jessica writes it off for, before we get into those. Uh, you can write in still uh, to entertainment uh, Matthew at org. Uh, Twitter there's eTalkUK. Uh, for us on there uh, there's a contact page information in the show notes and then the option which a lot of you seem to use which is good uh, there's a big email box on the website version of the episode you can fill that in use that as well or use the clickable email name in the show notes so plenty of ways and options to get involved uh, Jessica writes in and says uh, how would you feel this is getting into the spin-off stuff which I, I, I've seen a couple of other people mention this I think it's quite interesting how would you feel if uh, Daryl, Carol, Negan, or Maggie did actually die and the spin-offs were a lie? And then it says, um, by the way, Matt, I just wanted to ask, have you fallen out with uh, Bex? Um, no, no, I haven't <laughs> haven't at all. I'm not quite sure what got you to that. If, if it's because she's, um, if she's, if it's because she hasn't been on anything recently, it's because she is incredibly busy. Yeah, busy, really, really busy at the moment. Uh, if you want to see Bex in real life, um, head down to the Insomnia Gaming Festival at the NEC this weekend because she is on stage hosting, and she was on stage at uh, what's the OLL Gaming Festival last weekend. She was Something hosting like stuff. Yeah. She was hosting stuff last weekend at that. She is hosting this weekend at uh, Insomnia. Um, 
she has got a she's just a ton of other work at, at the moment because I've been struggling to get her onto Geek Town as well. Mm-hmm. So none of us, none of us are falling out. Falling out. We're all no, really we're still, we're still very much good friends. It's just she is running herself all over the place at the moment. Just, mm-hmm. just incredibly, incredibly busy. That's yeah. all it is. But no, I like so. that she's she's busy. Obviously, she's great at what she does. So um, yes. yeah, the more yes, work she is, gets is is good. Yeah, so. no, it's wonderful. Uh, but no, everything's good. Um, we talk sometimes and stuff. And exchange like a few messages, but no, everything is uh, everything's good. Um, so yeah, about the spin-offs and lie and stuff. Um, I tell you something. I don't know which like character you'd put this on, but if they killed one of the four of them, it doesn't necessarily matter. I think Daryl would have probably the biggest impact if you killed him as opposed to the other three. Still. Yeah. If you killed one of them off, and maybe the other ones show happens because obviously these two these four characters are split between two shows so you could still do one of the other shows if i if uh not amc if the show killed one of these characters and then they said that character's spin-off was a lie i'd actually kind of applaud that um because <laughs> i think that would be kind of brave and just sort of I don't know. I think that would be quite interesting. Now I don't really want any of these four characters to, to die. Obviously, you got Carol, Negan, Maggie, and Daryl. Um, but I, AMC likes people, whether it's a, in, in a good way or a bad way. AMC likes people to talk about The Walking Dead. They want it to be trend. You know, every Sunday night they yeah. want it to be trending on Twitter. Every you know Monday morning, people are still talking about it. Or people that have seen the Plus episode from the week before, they want people to be talking about that. And we've seen examples of that happening in a bad way, you know, when we had the Negan cliffhanger and Walking Dead was still trending on Twitter. You know, it was p- people being really angry because there was a massive cliffhanger. But, um, yeah, they they do like that stuff. Obviously, they pr- probably prefer the show to be talked about in a good way. So it you know gets word of mouth, more people watch it. Uh, and then for AMC, they'd probably want, you know, more AMC Plus subscribers out of that. Um but it would get people talking about i mean people still are talking about the show um and that kind of thing but um i think that would be really interesting and kind of and kind of sort of brave in 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 a way um that that wouldn't mean that sort of okay i would think tales is a lie or something obviously tales is a bit a completely different thing um because we don't even know the characters at the moment in the in the tales show um but yeah, if they if they did something to where like they killed one of these characters off, and then the other spin-off show, whichever way around you want to do that, still happened, I'd I'd find that kind of interesting. But I, how would how would you feel, David, if you saw like one of these characters actually die in a scene, and then you realised, okay, their show isn't isn't I, happening? Yeah, I mean, I it would be interesting if they did it as a major misdirection. I, I think it's highly unlikely. Oh, because, I don't think it'll actually happen. But um, partly because. You got to bear in mind that that one of the things that AMC is, you know, the AMC will announce these sort of things when they're doing things like investor calls, uh, and you can't you can't announce a show to the investor call saying, "Hey, we're going to have this big spin off of, of of that," and, and you know, because you're then lying to people that you're trying to get investing into the company. Uh-huh. So, uh, so uh, that's from a business point of view that is problematic so i i i think it's highly unlikely um unless they're in on it you know unless 
it, it's just it's one of those things that if you're announcing this sort of huge spin-off show and then go ah oh, we lied to you um yeah that from from a business point of view that i think that's quite problematic uh if they had done it i i think yeah it would have been an interesting way of doing a redirection um and i i mean i'd be okay with it i mean at the end of the day if 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 they agreed that that was the way to go uh yeah it would have been kind of an interesting uh setup i mean the other way you do it is you you announce a uh you know um maggie and negan show i then like you know, do the opening episode and kill one of them off in the opening episode of the spin-off um uh-huh. you know would be the other way of doing it so you didn't lie about it you just it's <laughs> the show started yeah but just yeah um hmm. that would be the other way of doing it but yeah i mean i i don't think either of those things are particularly likely no no but yeah so, um let me just ask you this if the maggie because daryl and carol one aside if the maggie show hadn't been announced would you have had would you have believed that leah could have killed maggie in that scene um, like more of a possibility. Yeah, I mean, there was more of a possibility of it. Um, I, I wasn't entirely convinced you were gonna. I mean, although it was a finale, uh, you know, it was a, a the end of you know finale for this section. So you might have killed off one of the big characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I Maggie, I'm not entirely convinced you would, given that they went through such trouble to get her back. Right. Uh, right. So, yeah. no, Could... I, yeah. Mm. Plus, what... plus, uh, as I said before, it, it had to be Daryl that ended up killing. Uh, but, there, you know, mm-hmm. it could have been a situation where Daryl arrived slightly too late. Maggie was dead and he shoots Leah in the head for killing Maggie. I mean, you could have had that situation. But yeah. I, I I, don't know. I, I think Maggie... He's like be around. Yeah, you know, if we hadn't had the spin-off, I think Maggie would have been around to the end, and you know it would have been the last few episodes or the last episode before there was any chance of them killing her off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there you go. Uh, Harrison says, uh, "So Matt, can you give us any uh, comic book tidbits for the last part of the show?" Um, well, I'm about halfway through the last... I think roughly halfway through the last book. Um, there is a pretty major character death that happens. And it I'll just say it can't really happen in the same way that it could happen in the show. So they'll have to pick somebody else for it. Hmm. Um, I don't know who that's going to be. Because, again, you've got four characters that are off the table. Um, because you could have maybe had Daryl for, for, for that spot. Um, I don't want to talk too sort of specifically about it because it is like a major thing that happens. Mm. Um, so you could have used one of those major four characters. I don't know outside of those major four, like, unless you're going to do like Rosita or Ezekiel or somebody. But um, yeah, you can't pick like Michonne or or Rick either. So um, c- c- because what what the show should be doing in this season? Remember when we were watching Game of Thrones as last season, and we're like, okay, anybody can die. Like, you know, um, yeah. Daenerys or Jon or like, Tyrion, you know, Cersei, anybody can die. And, you know, some of those characters did kind of die and stuff. But because um, there was obviously, well, the show was a, it's the opposite situation, wasn't it? The show was ahead of ahead of the book with uh, 
yeah. Game of Thrones, whereas obviously with Walking Dead, the book's finished and the show's just going to try and catch up to that point and finish. Um, but that is what should be happening on this last season. It should be like a bit like Game of Thrones' last season where it's sort of, you know, a- a- anybody can kind of die. So I don't know who's going to take that spot. Um, other than that, I- I'm not like massively that far ahead of the... I'm trying to stay just sort of slightly ahead of the show and I'll try and read more in the summer. Because um, ideally, I, I before we get to the last, you know, what would it be, episode 24, I think? Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to that one, for me to have finished the book. So I've seen... Because I want to see how the book ends first and then watch the last episode of the show. That's what I kind of yeah. want to do, which I've got plenty of time to do that because the finale will be in, what, December, probably, I I, I think? Uh, yeah. If it is in October. I, it, it usually I, runs October, that way. October. No, November, maybe early December, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So um, other than that, um, the other things that have kind of been happening, the, 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 the war that we're kind of looking at or potential war with things kind of, exploding and breaking out that's happened mercer's very kind of heavily involved uh rick's heavily involved pamela is um but apart from that no not not many other massive comic book tidbits there, there is one interesting thing that, that's happening with um uh stephanie in the book and eugene but by, by the way eugene's just a much better character in in the book he just he simply just is um they're trying to put together this train because um, at, at one point I think Lance finds this abandoned train and Eugene's like hey you're smart can you get this working so that um, and I think it's Eugene you know Eugene finds it and he's kind of like oh I could fix this up and because uh, his idea is hey we've got different communities going on could we set this train up so that we could use it to travel between the communities which is a way of bringing you know transport back to civilization so I thought that was a really cool idea but that's like nowhere to be seen in the show um at one point they do have to stop working on it though because um war kind of breaks out and uh the soldiers that are watching over eugene and stephanie are like hey this big war's broken out and we have to get you to like safety kind of thing mm-hmm. um i hope they do go back and finish it because it was a very interesting idea for for eugene and there's a part as well where um there's a bunch of like there's like a massive herd of walkers that gets near the train and then they have to hide inside of it and um, you actually get this speech from Eugene. He's like, hey, Stephanie, we can do this. We can get out of the situation. And I just couldn't imagine the TV Eugene giving a, the type of speech that he does. And he he does all this stuff where he's got like a fire extinguisher. extinguisher, And he like throws it out one of the train windows so that it's going off. And it covers all the zombies. And then he sort of breaks through that way. Because um, if you look at the show, because obviously she's called Max in the show because they did the whole fake Stephanie thing, you would, if you were to have a scene like that, you would have Max be the more confident sort of we can get out of the situation character, because I, I just can't imagine Eugene doing that, um, whereas with the book it's actually kind of reversed, um, which is mm-hmm. which is interesting. So, But it, it'd be cool if they did the train thing with Eugene. I don't think with eight episodes left you're going to get that though, um, unless that's like fast-tracked a bit more where we just see a scene with Eugene He's like, hey, I found this train I just fixed up, but that doesn't really have the same kind of impact. Um, what do you think of the Eugene stuff I just mentioned there? Uh, I think it'd be interesting to see the train thing. I think that would be. I mean, although it doesn't necessarily need to be a a huge 
thing i mean you could almost do that as a kind of coda thing at the end i mean we don't know where everybody's going to end up but if it does end up with our group in somehow in control of the commonwealth and having got alexandria and hilltop back it would be interesting as a sort of coda thing of them discovering a train um towards the end and then you do a sort of you know a a kind of five minute montage wrap-up thing which is Eugene, which sort of cuts back to eugene fixing up this train and then you see it kind of going between the three communities or something Mm. yeah that would be quite a a nice kind of bright happy way to end things would be quite cool but i don't think you necessarily need to see it as a sort of major thing Mm -hmm. yeah but that's that's about all I can kind of give at the moment. So, and last uh, one we've got is from Beth. It says you've both sp- both spoken before about AMC as owners. How do you think they are compared to other owners of other things, and are they the worst? Um, I mean, you know, Walking Dead was on a bad trajectory around like season seven and season eight, and you know, some of that was because of the decisions AMC was making and stretching out the Negan arc and killing. You know, Carl and that sort of stuff. Um, there's certainly, I mean, if you want to talk about like owners of other things in, in like entertainment and media and stuff, I mean, Konami are very, very bad. Um, Ubisoft and EA are known for doing, you know, some dodgy stuff. Activision's obviously had all the, you know, sexual mm. allegations, and I mean, there's nothing like sexual allegations coming out of AMC, not that we know of anyway. Um, it might be happening and we don't know about it, but that's not been reported about. Um, so that that those I mean they all kind of do bad things in different ways, um, and you've got obviously different things where some of those are game development companies um, who are kind of looking into like NFTs and that sort of stuff. And yeah. A, and AMC 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 is more kind of a bit of a mismanagement with the marketing at some points and doesn't really use as much of its budget as they should on some of their shows. I think that's like some of the main points, and and possibly at certain points having the wrong people in charge of wrong things you know like what they ended up doing with scott gimple and that but um mm-hmm. i mean if you want to go over to like sports which obviously is very very different like the the glazers are much 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 worse than amc with, yeah <laughs> I, I know i know it's a different entity you've got like you know fundamentally different structure of how that's all handled but um because like I think you could put some of the AMC executives in charge of another channel and do maybe the same thing. I, you, 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 trust me, you wouldn't want the Glazers anywhere near any video game stuff or TV stuff or films because you, you'd end up with uh, something quite poorly done. Um, and I get it. You got different. Th- you got like you know they're managing athletes and sports people and football managers and stuff as opposed to you know showrunners and actors and. That sort of thing. Um, but you've got, for example, on the game side, things like Konami kind of refusing to do anything with like Metal Gear Solid, you know, big franchises like that. And when their anniversaries have come around, it's like, hey, you can buy some NFTs. It's like, no, we would like a new game um, from, you know, to celebrate Metal Gear. Um, AMC hasn't really done that type of stuff. So, you know, different kind of things going on. But um, what do you kind of think of all that, David? AMC is compared to some of these other companies. I mean, they've all had a lot of the particularly big American networks have all had issues. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you get less of this in the UK of of you know um, the the suing over uh, right you know profit sharing. I, and I mean, I, just 
point out as well with the AMC thing. I mean, that is an ongoing case with Robert Kirkman, and Robert Kirkman isn't particularly doing very well in that case either. So uh, it may turn out that that, that doesn't go in his favour. Uh, I mean, we know that they settled with mm-hmm. Frank Darabond, um, and, and that was very justifiable, I think, that they settled with Frank Darabond. This is slightly different in that it's over the profits of the show and... Uh-huh. Um, but then, you know, Fox were sued by uh, David Baranis and, and the crew behind Bones over profits for that because they were exact producers on that show. Uh, and Fox had similar things. So there were various other cases with networks that sometimes deals get signed and the show becomes a massive hit. And um, then the companies don't honor those deals in ways that they should uh sometimes they do honor those deals in the to the letter of what was signed but um you know uh, the people that are involved the producers of the show feel that they should be getting more out of it and that's when court cases come up so there are various different things that happen with it Mm -hmm. amc overall as a company i mean you know you have to remember they're in it for the money as are every single company that makes this sort of stuff um with with a few exceptions you know such as the bbc and to an extent channel four as well they're not in it to make money they're in it they're in it to to present high quality content whereas you know the u.s networks are in it to make money that's the point of them being there um you know they've got shareholders and they they're they're there to make profit for mm-hmm. people um so an amc sometimes yeah we've talked about them having dollar signs in their eyes and sometimes they do make decisions which seem more financially based than maybe you know balancing that with the creative but overall i don't think they're any better or any worse than anybody else that's out there as i've said uh, i mean the you know you you look at some of the distribution models for um amc they don't always hold on to their own shows they often sell them in international markets to other people because it makes them more money and that's fine you know if that's what they want to do i'd actually prefer them doing that because you know that they don't have a huge reach with their channel in the uk Mm. um so it's better that they sell those shows to somewhere else and recognize the fact that they don't have a huge reach uh with uh, things like um you know warner brothers discovery as they are now but uh, with people like that they don't have a single output place over here they have a deal in place for the hbo shows but not for the hbo max shows so they end up getting sold all over the place as do the cw shows um you know and again they go to the highest bidder mm-hmm. does you know because they're in it to make money mm. um uh, you're, you're seeing a slight change with uh, a lot of them retaining their own content. Like NBC retains a lot of their, you know, they, they, with with them both being uh, with NBC and Sky both being owned by Comcast. You're seeing them retaining a lot more of their own stuff. You're probably going to be seeing that happening a lot more moving forward with the CBS and Paramount stuff with them retaining their own stuff when paramount plus launches in a few months yeah so um you know i i think but 
in terms of the the sort of some people getting screwed over over profits and that sort of thing yes it's wrong but it needs to be fought out in the courts because sometimes that is the case and sometimes it isn't Mm -hmm. and uh, it's not entirely clear whether Kirkman's on the right side of this or whether he just signed a bad contract in the first place um with this we don't know Whereas some cases have been a little more clear cut, like, I mean, the Frank Darabon thing, it was, you know, it seems like they did screw him over in that particular instance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with the Frank Darabont thing, it was like, hey, you made six episodes of season one. Good, you know, well-received show. Hey, can you do the same, uh, not the same, use the same budget, but make (coughs) 13 episodes? And then Frank turned around and went, um, no, not, not, that's like a not reasonable thing to, to ask. But the idea there obviously was like, hey, we're going to try and use the same amount of money and obviously push out mm. more content to get more advertising revenue. Yeah. So, um, whereas with, like, again, I know it's a bit different, just the, the just the football example with the Glazers stuff, that's kind of like, if you get a new manager in, right, and then they'll sign, let's say, three players in one window, and then the team will do better in that season because um, the team's had a bit of a boost, and then the Glazers will go, okay, that that's enough for now. Then you get to next season, it's like, okay, we pushed ourselves higher last season, can we strengthen the squad even more so we can push up? And then, like, they'd say, hey, I want a midfielder and a defender. And then the Glazers would go, no, you can only have one of those. Um, and then the manager will go, well, you know, you're kind of screwing me over. Whereas, man, you know, you have that situation where a manager's asking for two players, they get one, and then Man City go and sign, like, four. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, there you go. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's show business, and the business is the, with a capital B. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they might not make the best decisions sometimes, and sometimes they do see dollar signs over mm-hmm. maybe control, you know, improving what their uh, output is. And but and, and it, like with football teams, you know, your your value is the players and how well they play together, and the manager that like controls them Mm -hmm. and can make them play well together so if you're screwing them out of that in the same way if you're a network and you're not giving the shows the budget that they require then that's gonna cause you problems further down the line um Mm -hmm. and you know you some but i mean some places have more budget than others and amc don't have limitless pockets like say somebody like apple or amazon um so you know, sometimes they are going to make those sort of decisions. And uh, yeah, I mean, that that's just, it is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm all for creators getting paid in terms of, you know, what they're making. And we'll see how the Robert Kirkman case comes out. Right. Uh, as I say, I mean, it, it's, it's been in front of a number of judges and it doesn't seem to be going great for Robert Kirkman at the moment. It may just be a case of he signed a shitty contract in the first place. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's our answer to kind of that. Um, and that's it for this episode. We will be back. Um, I'm assuming it will probably be October, the final eight episodes. Yes. Um, in the meantime, we'll be doing plenty of other stuff. Um, June's like one of the busiest months I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> um, not that we'll be covering like everything that comes out in June. Cause, uh, I only have you know my voice, but um, 
Uh, of course, in terms of AMC stuff, we're going to be moving on to uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, I won't be covering the second half of Season 7 of, of Fear, because I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> but but uh, we'll still be covering other stuff. We'll still be doing, doing the Gaming Talk podcast, wrapping up May United season with the seven remaining games. we got Liverpool on Tuesday. That'll be fun. Um, but uh, covering that kind of stuff. Uh, still some film reviews to be going on and all, all sorts of other things going on. So if you want to keep up to date with what we're doing, uh, check us out over on entertainmenttalk.org for our TV, games, films, and main night podcast. So check out all of that. Uh, you can also find us on your favourite podcast platform by looking for uh, Entertainment Talk on there. If you want to support the podcast in other ways, you can also just tell other people, uh, whether they're watching Walking Dead or Better Call Saul or they watch football or whatever it is, uh, you can tell them about our content. You can either do it simply by just obviously telling them or using social media, uh, telling people on those platforms about what we're doing. You can also support us through Patreon. There's the $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast review options. Uh, David's got your TV and film news over on geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. Those episodes come out on Tuesdays. Uh, David, what is happening over there? Uh, well, lots of air dates and stuff at the moment. We're getting quite a few renewals come through. There's a lot of new shows being announced and also, uh, yes, more air dates coming in June. There's been a lot of stuff coming out in June. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> there's all that sort of stuff and they're going up daily. So you can go check news stories out on geektown.co.uk. Geektown Radio this week, I had our film reviewer Gray back on the show who'd actually revealed some it started review, reviewing some films, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, he, he kind of been a little lackluster on in recent years but uh yes he has started reviewing films again uh so he did a little review of the batman um michael bay's ambulance netflix's the bubble sing 2 and just so you don't have to put yourself through watching it morbius as well uh-huh. uh give a surprising conclusion about which which out of those films he thought was the best as well that was um, kind of fun yeah to listen yes to. so uh he did that he also <laughs> did his top five film news of uh, March 2022 which covered the Bass for Durfs and the Oscars uh, the, the other news from the Oscars is not the mm. one that everybody's talking about and uh, a few yeah. other bits and pieces um, I did a review of Hacks and talked a bit about the return of Race by Wolves and also the brilliant new Apple TV Plus series Slow Horses which is just wonderful as most Apple TV Plus things are uh plus there's a load of other tv news on there as well so that's uh geek town radio that's episode 338 and uh that's over on all your favorite podcast platforms just go and search for geek town radio for that and you can go and find it on the website at geektown.co.uk excellent so go and check out all that go and check out what gray has got to say about some things there uh speaking of bex who we mentioned earlier who's also part of uh, both things uh, you can find all of her work that she's doing over on twitch if you search for trista b-y-t-e-s she's also posting a lot of stuff on instagram i think her name is the same over there as well yes it is trista bites uh so go and check she's posted photos of like the convention stuff and everything so go and have a look out for that you can also follow me on Twitch as well, eTalkUK, for my different gaming streams. Uh, they are currently up to date and archived on YouTube at the moment, which is Entertainment Talk Players. You can also find um, the game clips and stuff, which I've, got, I've still got loads of those to put up. I keep going to put them up and then just keep forgetting. But uh, lots of little sort of between 15 seconds, 3 minutes kind of clips for different games and stuff. So uh, have a look out for that. Uh, so that's all that that's Entertainment Talk Plays over on YouTube thank you all very much for listening and we'll see you hopefully for something soon and next part of the season and in a minute for Better Call Saul as well thanks for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye bye